I'm Father Mitch Pacwa, and welcome to EWTN Live, where we bring you guests from around the world. Our guest tonight has studied and ministers to families all around the world, all the way from China and East Africa to Austin, Texas. He belongs to the Holy Cross Fathers, and his experience has laid a great framework for him serving in his current role as president of Holy Cross Family Ministries. This was started by Venerable Father Patrick Payton, the famous rosary priest. It was Father Payton's vision to strengthen the prayer life and spiritual well-being of families through promotion of things like the family rosary, as well as wholesome, virtuous entertainment. Here to tell us more about the multifaceted approach to helping families worldwide, please welcome the president of Holy Cross Family Ministries, Father Fred Jenga. Father Fred, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Father Mitch. It's, it's I'm glad to be here. Good to have you. Yes. Now, you are not only gotten around the world, you're from... I'm from Uganda. Yes, in yes. Central Africa. Yes, it's in East Africa. And this is um, uh, really part of the structure of the church. I mean, the church is truly universal. And, you know, our reach is across the globe. And, you know, now there's this great mutuality of different parts of the church helping and feeding each other. So this is uh, tremendous to have you with us. You know, we've grown up with a lot of missionaries, and mm -hmm. I think this is part of the church, just uh, a different part of the church, uh, nourishing a different part of, the, of, the, of our church. Well, and, and certainly, you know, Africa is becoming a Christian continent. I, in many ways, it has become a Christian continent. Yes. And uh, uh, this is uh, an important part of the maturity of the faith and the, the church in Africa. It's not that it's always getting, but it's really giving, giving. out Absolutely. around the world. And you know, for our viewers in America and Europe, they're fairly accustomed to knowing many African priests. You know, we've benefited from other parts of the world, so this is the time for us also to share yes. the faith that was passed on to us. Yes. Uh, the church in Africa, as you know from the statistics and everything, we have, the churches are full, the seminaries are full, and the convents are full at this particular time. Mm -hmm. So it is, uh, God knows what, it, what he's doing with yeah. all of this. Yeah, this is a tremendous blessing. In some ways, you know, I, I think, uh, I mean, it's my own perspective, many of the people in the Western world are spiritually and psychologically exhausted since the end of the two world wars. You know, there was, I mean, there's always trouble in the world, but these were very exhausting uh, on deep spiritual levels. And I don't sense the spiritual vigor that once went to Africa with, and Asia with great generosity. 
And now Africa is revitalizing faith elsewhere. And the liveliness of faith in Africa yes. is a source of revitalization yes. for those who are tired. Yes, yeah. You know, faith has meant a lot for the people on the continent, given the challenges that have been there. And without the faith, I think a lot of damage would have happened on the continent. But yeah. there are people that have lived, for example, in refugee camps. It's their faith that has been their anchor yeah. for a long time. They have gone through all kinds of seasons, but their faith always nourished them, strengthened them. It was like a set of shock absorbers in their lives, that yeah. even through all of these difficult and challenging circumstances, the faith kept them going. They never lost hope. We still dance and sing. And there's another element that's, that's then both of these elements of this faith sustaining people in Africa, but also the family is so central in Africa in a way that is also exhausted in much of the West. Uh, you know, I keep mentioning how at this present time, more than half of all children in the United States are born to unmarried parents. They're afraid to commit to each other as parents. They're afraid to commit to their children. That's not the case in Africa. It isn't. We still value this as an important element yeah. of our society mm -hmm. and our community. Right. And uh, as people have written around about this topic, a community is as strong as its families. Yeah. And we can also be able to extend the same thing and they say the church is going to be as strong as the way how the families are looking like. Yeah. So this is a prioritization of ministry to the family is very critical and urgent for us, especially in these times when family life is sort of like going through a crisis or Absolutely. Is, is going through a difficult time. Yeah, and, and it's all around the West. It's in Europe, it's in Latin America, North America, Australia, yeah. um, the, all these places. So, first of all, uh, this ministry to families and prayer uh, has in many ways this important link to your brother in the Holy Cross Fathers, yes. Father Patrick Payton. Yes. Just a lot of our audience may not know much about him. Tell us about him a bit. Thank you. You know, Father of Venerable Patrick Payton is the man who gave us the message, the family that prays together stays together. Yep. An Irish immigrant to the United States carried his faith with him here and it sustained him. He came in Scranton, renewed uh, his uh, call to the priesthood and joined the congregation of Holy Cross. Mm -hmm. When he was leaving Ireland, his parents told him, please do not forget our Lord when you go to the new land that you're going to. Every day that he was growing up when he was a kid, Father Peter knelt down with his parents and they prayed. That's the kind of faith that he was brought up with yeah. and he also carried with to the United States. I'd like to show a little clip of Father uh, Peyton, let's let's take a look at that. Yes. The family that prays together stays together. The family that prays together stays together. The family that prays together stays together. 
family that prays together stays together. He's made the family that prays together stays together a household phrase from Bombay to Newfoundland. He's Father Patrick Payton, a man alive with the reality of God and prayer. So my job is not to accomplish. My job is to denutralize, not to let anybody be neutral. And God be praised, God is making that happen. That the whole earth, behind the iron curtains and the bamboo curtains and the rest, they're not neutral. The family that prays together stays together as denutralizing the whole earth, making a man to say, is there value to this? Is this valuable? Is this a noble thing? Is this an embarrassing thing? Is this of no consequence? That my life is to make them answer. And if they answer positively, the next step is up to them to do it. One of the remarkable things about Father Peyton is that he was able to gather some of the largest crowds in the history of the world. Yes. Five million people. Yes. The only one who sort of outdid him was Pope St. John Paul. Yes. And I, so he outranks him. Okay, he's Pope. But still, you know, this was, and he got people together to pray the rosary together. Yes. Uh, something that helped save the Philippines. Yes. From terrible civil war. Yeah. The rosary was the weapon of so many of the people. You know, Father Peyton totally believed in the power of the rosary. First, believed in the power of prayer. Yes. But specifically believed in the power of the rosary and what it can do. Said, you know, the rosary is going to be like glue that is going to bring families and communities together. <coughs> mm -hmm. He saw it in his own home when he was growing up. They were materially poor, but they were very rich in faith. Mm -hmm. And he attributes that to the family rosary that they had, that they prayed every day. And as we all know, the rosary is really a reflection in the, on the gospel itself. It's a summary of the gospel. Yes. And uh, when you pray it, that's all. You're sitting at the feet of a blessed mother and uh, looking at the events of Jesus and what went on in the life of a blessed mother and uh, reflecting on all of that and finding out on what all of that means for you in your own life or in your own family. Yeah. And uh, I just want also to emphasize the point about the family prayer. Family prayer is simply inviting God to be part of our families. Mm -hmm. And when God comes into our families, he changes the chemistry in the family because God is love, God is forgiveness, God is generosity, God is kindness. That's all that you're inviting in your life mm -hmm. and in your family. So that's, uh, there is so much value in all of this. One of the things I frequently, I mean, I always say to couples whom I'm preparing for marriage is you need to love God more than you love each other. If you try to love each other more than you love God, you will expect each other to be God. And a wonderful lady, I'm sure you are, and a nice gentleman you are, but you're not God. You're not God. Nope. No. Nope. And if you expect the other person to be God, they'll fail. 
Yeah. You set them up for failure. But if you let God be God, you accept one another as fellow sinners getting closer to him. To God. He centers the family. Yes, 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 yeah. You, you just, uh, when couples realize how other human beings are broken and they can only attribute perfection to God and not really each other, then they know that they've really set the right tone for themselves. Yes, yes. absolutely, yes. absolutely. Now, what is it that you actually do in this apostolate? We, uh, we really help the spiritual, uh, we really support the spiritual well-being of families. Okay. That's all that I can be able to, to put it into. Okay. We inspire, we foster, and we accompany families, especially in the area of spirituality, family spirituality, mm -hmm. family catechesis. Mm -hmm. There is, uh, as, as we say in the language of uh, Holy Cross, we are educators in prayer. Mm -hmm. There are other ways of supporting families that we do, but this is really the core. Yeah. Like, you know, would like to bring family spirituality back. The erasure of God and family spirituality in our contemporary families has had a lot of negative consequences. Absolutely. When we were growing up, when we, we had a little bit of faith and religion and everything, we had a set of values to work with to work with, mm -hmm. to guide us as sort of like a compass. It regulated our relationships with one another. There are so many things that came out of the value of uh, family prayer and the practice of faith in the families. Some of that has been pushed a little bit out, out and then we're seeing the effects of the absence of God in our families. Yeah. So this ministry tries to go back and uh, encourage families to educate them that there is value in this. Mm -hmm. This is time tested. And we have a lot of resources that can accompany couples, that can accompany the children or the whole family together so that they can be able to have some kind of spirituality or catechesis that uh, keeps them close to God. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think that's a, a very important part. I'm, in the United States, it's difficult enough to have families even eat their meal together. Yes. The, and with that absence, it's, it's not just about the food that the family makes very lovingly for each other. And that's a, a special care and time set aside to show love to the family by careful preparation. But conversation is lost. Yes. Praying grace before meals and at the end of meals is lost. Uh, and those conversations of, uh, at the dinner table where you learn about the family, that, that's, uh, these things it's, are missing. Yes, yeah. You see the intrusion of technology in family life mm -hmm. where people are on their cell phones and the, the, so much that is going on that and the, creating a disruption well, I would like to also share with the viewers that are watching us that uh, Holy Cross Family Ministries has what we call the Peyton Institute for the Domestic Church Life. Mm -hmm. and, what, uh, what, is, what is that? Yeah, it is uh, an institute that was started by uh, uh, the, our ministry 
and also the pastoral solutions and it's directed by Greg and Lisa Popchak oh, yeah. that came up with uh, the liturgy of the domestic church. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, it has a set of rituals that if family members or a family trains itself in these kinds of rituals, they can be able to draw closer to each other mm -hmm. and they can be able to practice their faith and draw closer to each other and uh, Basically, they can be able to help the family to be transformed into the domestic church as the Second Vatican Council invited all families to be. Mm -hmm. Yes. This, this is an important part that uh, in the Vatican Council it talks about the domestic church. Yes. The home is a church community. And it's not a rival that takes the place of going to Sunday Mass or daily You know, the, the family members can't celebrate Holy Mass, no. but they can pray and educate each other in the faith and encourage each other. Absolutely. And uh, Greg and Lisa Popchak presented this last year at the World Meeting of Families at the Vatican, and it was so well received. Is that right? Yes, yeah. The Were you able to be there? I wasn't there, but I hadn't yet come in. Okay. But it's, uh, it's a <laughs> lot of uh, great reception. Mm -hmm. We've also shared it with our teams and uh, around the world because Holy Cross Family Ministries is a global organization. And a lot of, there is a lot of embrace that has come from all the different countries where we are working. Well, what are some of the things that they recommend? There is time to pray together. There is time uh, to play together. There is all kinds of other uh, rituals that a family can be able to do that actually really draw them close to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and, and of course, I'm going to encourage uh, the viewers to just go and visit a website of the Peyton Institute. Mm -hmm. for family life. There is yeah. the Peyton Institute. They will be able to get the websites later on. Yes. But it's, uh, there is uh, so many resources. That institute does research about family life and faith, mm -hmm. but it also produces a lot of resources that families can simply use. And uh, the same institute has also produced a special app called the Catholic Home. So it's Catholic Homes on Mission mm -hmm. that helps uh, uh, families to learn what it means to be a domestic church, but also provides a lot of resources that you can be able to, to use. And I know the um, Mormon Church, the Latter-day Saints, designate Monday nights as a night for their families to be together. That they, they make a commitment early on to be there every Monday night together as a family. And they, they don't schedule things on that night. And in Mormon centers, uh, a population, they won't have you know, various sporting events that night. They'll let the families meet. A commitment like that where you, you know, give a designated time every week 
and not just, well, we sort of feel like we need some family. No, <laughs> you designate the time yes. uh, to be there together and pray together. It is, uh, for family really to happen, you need to be intentional. Yeah. You yeah, need yeah. to be intentional. Mm -hmm. You have to do it. It takes time for you to be able to, uh, and intention and energy for you really to make family life work. Yeah. And uh, setting aside the time like that is part of the rituals that are suggested mm -hmm. uh, in, the, in the liturgy of the domestic church. It is all, it's all, you have really to put in time for that to happen. And I've been with families and, I, and other families have told me how they find ways, even when they have small children, to have them participate in things like the family rosary. It might be when the children are very small, you might only be able to get through one decade. Yes, yes. Because Start small. Yeah. Start small. And that's okay. That's okay. You say, well, I can't get my three-year-old to do a whole rosary. Do one decade. One decade. Yes. And start there. Yes. And, you know, one, one dad was just telling me the other day that each child, he's got ten, they, <laughs> so it's easy to figure out. To figure out. Each child yeah. does okay. one Hail Mary. Yes. Not all of them are perfectly done. <laughs> Some of them are very small. Yes, yeah. The intention is good. <laughs> the inten and I think God looks at those prayers the way moms and dads look at the drawings their children bring from school. I drew a picture of you, Mom. Look at this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's not going to go in the Louvre Museum, but it goes but on it my refrigerator goes, yes. door. A lot of love and good intention and desire yep. has gone behind this, and I'm sure God honors all of that. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is the kind of things... We all begin small, but it needs, I, I think, it needs to begin, you know, before the child is born, you start praying over the child. Yes. You know, the mom yes. and the dad can pray together over their baby and all through so that the faith is normal. Yes, yes, yeah. You, what, uh, you know, what has happened nowadays is we have the practice of dropping off the kids at the youth group and dropping of the kids at the DRA class, unless there is something that is going on in the family itself. Yeah. Something that is authentic and the kids can be able to feel it and they can be able to smell it in the air. Yeah. Then there's going to be a disconnect. Yeah. Part of the challenge that we're dealing with right now is disaffiliation of young people. Yes. Grew up as Catholic, they went to Catholic schools and they were all very active in the youth groups and everything that you can be able to, 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 to think about. But then they reach a point and they, they disaffiliate from the faith. A recent study that was done by Kara repeats almost a message that we've already suspected. Mm -hmm. What makes a faith stick? What makes a faith stick? It's it's not only what is going on in the church. That's good. It's very important. But you need to also have some fire that is going on in your family. Like you lit, you have to light up both ends of the stick for this really to be able to happen. Take the kids to good Catholic schools. Hopefully you'll go to a parish that also has some good children or youth programs. 
but in the home as, as well. Mm -hmm. Some kind of thing needs to be going, and the children need to be able to read it and to feel it and to smell it and to say, you know what, this is something beautiful and uh, something valuable that is going on. I think it's something that applies to so many other areas of life that, uh, for instance, patriotism, it's not enough to send a child to school to learn your national story. It's important to do that, and the school will teach a lot of things, but to teach children to be patriotic, and that's not about uh, just waving flags. The word patriotism comes from the word for father in Latin, mm. pater. And it means learning to love your nation. These are the people you came from. These are the children you want to bring into the world. And at home, you have to teach that. Well, that's true of the faith as well. Yes, yeah. yeah at every level, this has to be everyday life. Yes. And not just moments where you give the kids for somebody else to teach. Oh, it does. You have to do your work, and then you also the other side also do its work. Yes. We have a lot of resources within our organization that can really support family life. I don't know when Father Peter was getting started with his story, uh, getting the ministry started. Our ministry grew out of gratitude. <laughs> a man was dying of TB, got cured through the intercession of a blessed mother and decided to spend the rest of his time just reminding people about the power of prayer and about uh, how this is very important in the families. Because he knew if he didn't have the faith while growing up in his own family, when he was going through this health crisis, he wouldn't have anything to hang on to. Yes. So he said, let's try and find ways of teaching returning faith and the practice of it mm -hmm. in the family. Mm -hmm. So he went around just sharing that same message. Mm -hmm. Right now we have what we call the Family Rosary Organization, FamilyRosary.org, that has a lot of uh, resources that families can be able to use. What would be some of the things they can use? First of all, we have a daily mass and the rosary specifically focused on family life. So if anybody has uh, a need in their families that they would, and they would desire to be prayed for, please share, send us your needs, uh, prayer intentions, and we can be able to pray for you. Mm -hmm. We do reflections. We have podcasts. We have uh, YouTube series. There are so many aspects of family life that we've produced both digital resources and face-to-face -face programs that we go out in the parishes or invite people to our centers so that we can be able to accompany them. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, I know, uh, I'm sure that you still have some of the uh, uh, films that Father Peyton had made. Uh, he would teach the rosary by getting Hollywood actors. Yes. Yes. You know, I, uh, these, these are <laughs> actors young people might not know, but they were very famous in their time, like James Dean was in one, 
and Risk Raymond, yeah, uh, Raymond Burr. You know, not all of them were Catholic either. No, but, but they donated their time and their talent and their fame to a very good cause yes. that promotes family life and its strength and its, uh, its unity and its happiness. Yeah. So we, we still have family theater productions right now. You're in Hollywood, ones? We, we still have all the old collections of yeah. movies. Yeah, we the, show some of them here. We show them some of them here. Yeah. But we, we're producing also some new ones recently. Mm -hmm. There is a whole class, there is a whole segment of young people that have been disaffiliated from the church that, but still are looking for something that nourishes the soul. Mm -hmm. So family theater right now produces movies that unlock hearts. Yeah. Well, we have a little clip uh, about one of them called uh, Native Ball. Let's yes. take a quick look at it. Basketball? I think it was in my jeans. Kip made history in 1992 by becoming the first female Montana tribal member to play NCAA Division I basketball. We had to figure out how to live in two worlds. I can't say I would have played if I wouldn't have seen her playing. She paid her best for herself, for her university, and for her tribe. That's what makes her a warrior. So this is about a Native American young lady who just was great at basketball yes. and ex excelled in it. It's and a story of resiliency and uh, a lot of interior strength yes. that you can see in a person. And it's very relatable that there is so much that is packed in this story. Yeah. There are also other stories that we've been producing that uh, if somebody went to uh, family theater productions, there is a whole category of movies that are inspired by our faith, but they're also inspired by a lot of uh, our Christian values mm -hmm. that uh, you really, you can be able to look at it and view it, and it's going to do something to your heart. Yeah, yeah, this is important to have these kinds of resources so that you know, families can know what to do. And I think it's an antidote. Uh, I hear from a number of young couples that, well, we don't want to teach the religion or faith to our children. We want them to make up their own mind when they get older. But in many ways, this is a way for them to avoid their own problems with faith. They have their own challenges and difficulties, so they don't teach their children because they haven't worked it out for themselves. This isn't healthy for them to put it off, nor for their children. And in many cases, the little children, when you do teach them, help their parents to find the faith again. That's true, absolutely true that uh, when children come to learn about God, they can also be, be on mission. Yeah. They can also be able to go on a mission and Absolutely. start evangelizing their own. We've seen like uh, priests who came from families that didn't practice, but through the example of this young man who discovered the faith at a Catholic school, you just see how God works. Yeah. And then somehow he's able to find the, the parents as well. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah. It has, it has happened as well. Exactly. And I, I think, you know, this is where it's the family and the children are not just the objects to learn. A lot of times their faith can inspire more faith Absolutely. in their children. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd like to give people a little bit of information about Holy Cross Family Ministries. If you go to HCFM, that stands for Holy Cross Family Ministries, yes. go to hcfm.org and you can find out more about the resources available. And you can also check out the latest issue of Family Link magazine. You can look at it for free by going to HCM, uh, hcfm.org. So again, Holy Cross Family Ministries, hcfm.org slash family link. And you can see that magazine that will give ideas and inspirations. Father, we need to take a little break, uh, but we're going to come back. We want any of your comments and questions, so please stay with us. Welcome back. We are speaking with the president of Holy Cross Family Ministries, Father Fred Jenga, who also is a Holy Cross father. And uh, I'd like to start taking some uh, questions and such. Absolutely. Let's start off with Steve in Oregon. Steve, what can we do for you? Yes, I want to say, are there satanic attacks by the devil for those who recite the rosary, their families and individuals? So, did you hear that, Father? Does, are there attacks from the devil on those people, those families that do pray the rosary? You know, what happens is every time there is some kind of uh, tension and friction that is going on, we have to admit the devil exists. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get people to. Yep. And uh, when families start committing themselves more to God, a lot of things are going also to happen. But people have to realize that if we keep our eyes focused on God, we will always triumph. Yeah. Light is always going to triumph over darkness, and truth is always going to triumph over lies. Yeah. So just keep our eyes focused on God and keep doing what God is asking of us. In the end, we will triumph. The other thing too, Steve, that I would add, the devil is also attacking the people who don't pray the rosary. Yes. But they're easier targets. Yeah. And they don't know some of what's going on around them. The people who are praying are more aware that there could be this spiritual Str struggle. Struggles. 
Absolutely, yes. And I think that's very important to know. Uh, it's the, the people who don't pray are pushover targets. Yes. In Holy Cross Family Ministries, we have this expression that a powerful prayer is in your hand. Mm -hmm. A powerful prayer is in your hand. You may go through the challenges, you may be shaken, but you're not going to be destroyed. Yeah. Yes. In, it also is, uh, uh, if you say, uh, it's a powerful spiritual weapon that has a light on the top. And it exposes the attacks of the devil that were there all along. Yes. You just didn't realize it, but now you've got God's grace and light to focus on this and clarify, oh, this is what I'm up against. That is also a big help. Yeah. There are a lot of people that sometimes get traveled like at night, and uh, I've always encouraged them, like, pick up your rosary and pray it. Yeah. And you can be able to see the calmness and the peace yeah. and uh, the feeling of safety mm -hmm. that comes with that. Because when we pray, we're asking our Blessed Mother to come and be with us. And when our Blessed Mother is with us, there are saints, there are also angels that are present with us, mm -hmm. either Absolutely. for you as an individual or as a family. Yeah. This is all the kind of protection and, uh, and support that you have from heaven. Yes. That's that I think that's uh, uh, another side of it, that when we pray the rosary, we're not alone. You know, we, we ask the Blessed Mother, pray for us sinners. Yes. Um, you know, that we're, we're involved now. in the, and she's involved with us. And that's an important thing. You know, one, one question I've gotten from people over the years, is, um, you know, you Catholics pray the rosary. And our Lord Jesus warned against empty babbling. You know, when you, when you pray, don't, don't just babble on like the uh, pagans do. Um, what do you say to them? Well, the rosary is more like uh, uh, the way how you do pray with a mantra or the way how you will repeat day in and day out. Mm -hmm. I love you, I love you, and I love you. It doesn't uh, diminish it in any way. Mm -hmm. This is not an empty bubbling on repetition of uh, sort of like incantations or anything like that. We're we leaving every word that is there. The words that we're using are words that have been used by an angel, Gabriel. Yes. The words that have been used by the saints, uh, Elizabeth, these are prayers that our Lord himself has told her, like the prayer, our Father, the glory be the Father. Is, all these are things that are packed with so much meaning. And, you know, we even start off the rosary with the creed, I believe in one God. It's a profession of faith. And <laughs> I don't see, there should be no objection to making an act of faith and believe in God, should be no objection to repeating the words of sacred scripture. No, not at that's all. That's what uh, the only prayer that's not in the Bible is the glory be to the Father, to the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and 
I, I don't see any problem with that, giving, ascribing the glory to God. You see in the book of uh, Revelation, yes. there is a lot of praising of God and glory be the Father and glory be the Father that is there. Still, exactly. it's all inspired. It's a praise to the Trinity to begin yes. with and, uh, and uh, a glorifying of the Trinity. That's yeah. basically what is happening. It's a dexology of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think what you said earlier this evening is very important. It's a summary of the gospel. We, the, the soul of the rosary is praying through the mysteries. That's the heart of the rosary. Absolutely. Yes, that's the heart of the rosary. And it has always, the rosary has always been a prayer of the low class uneducated people that you can be able to pray it any time when you're waiting for the bus, or you can be able, when you're digging in your garden, or you're just taking a walk in the evening. Mm -hmm. It's one of the simplest, easiest prayers that you can be able to do. And you don't have to do the whole of it at once. You can be able to do one mystery in the morning, another uh, mystery decade later in the afternoon, and by the evening you'd have really done the whole rosary. And, you know, some, uh, sometimes we, we have moments that seem wasted. But, you know, like you're standing in line in a grocery store. Doesn't have to be wasted. Yeah, if it's a long enough it. line, yes. <clears throat> or if there's somebody with a great big carriage full of groceries, it's a decade of the rosary. Yes. A lot better than... Cursing. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. This is <clears throat> an important thing for us to do, is to use these moments to pray. And then, of course, you know, with, with our families, you know, to take that time. Yeah. The rosary is part of our Catholic tradition. Yeah. Talk about the rosary, you're really going to think Catholic. And... Uh, teaching and passing on this heritage to a new generation and centering it in our homes as well is really very important for our faith, for this our Catholic is, faith. This is a, a, a very crucial element. And, you know, when we pray the rosary as a family, one of the other things that can go on is to use the mysteries as part of catechesis of Absolutely. the children. Absolutely. Ask them, well, what happened when Jesus, nativity, when, when he was born, who was there? Tells, And by getting the kids to tell that story, that helps them to learn it. We've just developed a small book for children. It's called the Peyton Prayer Guild uh, resource book. Now, this book just delves into the mysteries. Mm -hmm. What does it mean for Mary to visit Elizabeth? What kinds of visits mm -hmm. do we need to make, yes. either to our parents or to our friends? Mm -hmm. that, what, what needs to happen in this? Yeah. Is there somebody that you've not called in a time, in a long time, that you've not visited with? There are so many things that are packed in the mysteries, and we're trying to make sure, uh, help families to say that there is uh, a message here 
that can really improve your everyday life. Like, yeah. for example, I had a brother who struggled a lot with uh, alcoholism. Somebody got lost from our family for a long time. And then through prayer and so for after long, somehow was found. Somehow he came nice. back. So there is, a, if you're reflecting on a mystery about Jesus uh, getting lost in the temple when he was a kid, and then the parents find, I could be able to see this happening in this episode. Sure. You can also be able to see the same episode being used uh, in the story of the resurrection. A brother of mine who really was dead somehow was given a second lease on life. Mm. And we experienced the resurrection right there in the family. And uh, that's the way how the, the rosary has this incarnation of theology that just needs to be unpacked for our times. Well, the other thing with that is, you know, when you pray with the family and tell those stories, you're informing your children not only about prayer and faith, the mystery of the rosary, you're also giving them the family history and understand, oh, that's why we didn't see Uncle George or yes. whoever. Um, and, and now we understand it. And uh, let's keep praying for him. This also is part of building the bonds with using prayer that build bonds of family. Absolutely. So there is something in there for the family, but there is uh, a heightening uh, of this sensibility about the work God's hand in our everyday experiences. Mm -hmm. That, you know, where have I seen God in this? Where has this unfolded in the relationships or the encounters that I had in my everyday mm -hmm. life? You can be able to see not only the text that you're reflecting on, but you see how God's grace has been working yes. through just in regular experiences. And you know, now that we are in this season of Great Lent, it's a time to reflect and a time to do some penance and a time to do more prayer. Maybe to use this season as an opportunity to motivate the family. Say, well, I know we haven't prayed a whole lot together. Why don't we do that for Lent? And then see if after Lent, during the Easter season, say, well, let's celebrate the joy of the resurrection and continue our prayer. Absolutely. Use these opportunities to build a positive habit within the family that helps to build it up. Absolutely. The church frames for us times when we can be able to jumpstart habits and practices that perhaps had kind of like gone down. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a good season for you to think about as a family, like, you know what? We don't have to overdo it to do anything big. One of the best advices I've ever received from a spiritual director when I was struggling with my prayer in my own personal life. Like, you know what? You, you solve this by just getting started. Mm -hmm. 
It doesn't have to be perfect, but get yourself started in some way, small ways, and ask God to give you the grace to build a habit so that it can be able to grow into a big tree. Exactly. Yes. I think that's exactly right. And sometimes, you know, this Steve had called earlier about the devil attacking families uh, when they start praying the rosary. One of the common attacks is to say, look, you're not doing it perfectly. You're, you're not doing a good job. Uh, just give up. You know, if he'll use our imperfections to accuse us, because that's what Satan means in Hebrew, is accuser. accuser. And the, the devil means prosecuting attorney in Greek. Diabolos is a prosecuting attorney. And what does a prosecuting attorney do? He accuses you. Well, you, you're not sincere. Well, you can't focus on the mystery and focus on the Hail Mary. I, you just might as well give up. He will tempt us away from even getting started. Well, you'll never get the kids together. They won't all be there and on and on. He will find, the evil one will find different ways to discourage us so that we don't get started. It's important to go ahead the opposite of such yes. temptations yes. and get started. Yeah, it's like the sacrament of reconciliation. I always tell penitents, don't remind yourself so much about the past and how bad it was. Because sometimes the devil uses this to keep reminding us of our past, mm -hmm. that we can't focus on the present and the future that God wants us to embrace. Mm -hmm. So we mm -hmm. just feel we're so weak, we're so bad, that uh, we, we will not be up to any good. Yeah. So you know when God forgives you, he's forgiven you, embrace the present and embrace the, mm -hmm. uh, the future and the trust that God is going to give you the grace to be able to do the things that you've expressed to him that you really desire. And I think that's a, a key part. We, one of the great things about a relationship with God is he reminds us of how small we really are. And he is really the one who is truly great. And in that small, we get perspective on ourselves. So instead of saying, well, I have to be the best one. No, the Lord does with us what we do with our one-year-olds. We don't expect them to win the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not what you expect. No. We let them crawl. Yes. Let them learn then to walk. And then they'll run. And we accept that. Yes, absolutely. This is the way God is with us as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, I just want to let our viewers understand that if you desire to help your family get on the road, this, catechesis and uh, family spirituality. This organization has a lot of resources that are really available to yes. help you and yeah. to support you on this journey. Exactly. As I was sharing with you before the, the, the show, 
the family is a new missionary territory right now. Yeah, that's right. The family is a new missionary territory. Mm -hmm. And it's in need of catechesis, it's in need of evangelization, and uh, we just need to find ways of being attentive to it. Yeah. And if we don't do, do, uh, give the, the attention that it needs, we won't have anybody in the church yeah. down in a couple of years yeah. because churches will go the way how our families have gone. Yeah. Yes. No, that's a, that's a very important thing. Um, uh, you know, I want to let people know that they, they should be grateful for the great work that the Holy Cross Fathers are doing you know, in getting this ministry out there um, and taking up, you know, uh, uh, Father Peyton was a great hero from your community. That yes. Great missionary, great missionary, and specifically on the family. We need a, fa a saint for the families right now. Yeah. Given yeah. what is going on and the kind of beating that family life has gone through, we just need someone, a saint, that we can be able to go to and ask for intercession. He's on the road to sainthood, as you know, everything is going on very well, but we're asking many more people to join us in the Peyton Guild, mm -hmm. to pray with us, to pray through him and ask for his intercession so that uh, we can have a very specific man who passionately cared about uh, family life as a saint that we can be able to run to. He's buried in Easton, just outside of Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where we also have the global headquarters of Holy Cross Family Ministries. So we invite people to come and pray at his tomb and uh, ask for intercession. We also have a museum of family prayer, a very beautiful uh, interactive space for family catechesis and family prayer that uh, a lot of families can be able to come and uh, get nourished and learn something, but also pray. Again, I want you to check out Holy Cross Family Ministries, all the different things they're doing, by going to hcfm.org, hcfm.org. And check out their Family Link magazine free by going to hcfm.org slash Family Link. Father, please join me in blessing our audience. May Almighty God bless you and keep you and cause His face to shine upon you. God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And we can bring you Father Fred and all the other guests we have and all the other programs we do here at the network, including Father Peyton's work, only because this network is brought to you by you. So please keep us in between your gas bill, electric bill, and your cable bill, and we'll pay our bills too. Thank you, and God bless.